From the Hammett Point Studios, this is the All 70s Podcast, where Trevor and I take your questions, answer them from the perspective of a couple of church members having a conversation about spiritual matters where the Bible gets to find truth, and our minds and perspectives get to conform to that truth. Trevor, how in the world are you today? Oh, just enjoying this gloomy day <laughs> well the no, inter- I'm, I'm fine it's gloomy out and the, wet but i'm good the internet just paused on you a second so you you sounded like uh the gloomy really drug out there for you so <laughs> yeah no it's it's a little cold here wet and overcast so yeah it's overcast here today as well but i just got some information on my phone that makes me extremely excited and that is, when our when our listeners hear this, it'll be over. But right. it's something that you you need to stay informed for this sort of thing to be have an impact on your life. And that is today is Fifty Cent Corn Dog Day at Sonic. Ooh, can you imagine? That's a big thing. That's a big deal. You drop twenty bucks at Sonic today, and you come home with forty corn dogs. <laughs> are, are, are you are you trying to eat them all in one day no 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 this is this is like you know eat what you want a one or two you know that would be okay then put the rest in the freezer freeze them up i've i've done the corn dog day i've, I've got five like the most i got was five and <laughs> Needless to say, none went to the freezer. Uh, well, that's why you got to buy twenty bucks worth. You buy forty at fifty cents a dog. That's that's a pretty good deal. I, I mean, if, if you can if stomach you like corn dogs, yeah. <laughs> the best corn dog I've ever had is in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. They fry them up right there off the street, and they're a foot long, and they're oh. they're just tremendous. You only need one of those, though. You can't. Yeah, you don't. You don't need five of those or, or two or forty. Forty. No, it's not a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> Take up your entire freezer. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, some archaeologist is going to dig up Gatlinburg in a couple of thousand years and say, "What is this? <laughs> These hot dogs Gigantic. are they're like still preserved." <laughs> Probably. Probably so. <laughs> Well, anyway, how you doing, Trevor? I'm good. I'm good. Had a good day at work. Nothing too fancy. Nothing too difficult. Do you ever have Just fancy days? Up. Fancy days at work? No, no. I go casual <laughs> as possible. <laughs> Nothing fancy. Cool, cool. Well, today in our New City Catechism questions, we get into the topic of prayer. We've got several questions to answer around prayer. Uh, and if you've got questions out there, you listeners, you can send them in at askatall7days.com, 864-660-9473. Join the All 7 Days Hangout on Facebook. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Get mugs and t-shirts at uh, all7days.com slash shop or support us. Become a monthly supporter, anchor.fm slash all 7 days. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll take a quick break. This is the All 7 Days Podcast. Welcome back to the All 7 Days Podcast. Trevor is uh, ready to answer all of our questions on prayer today. Every single one. Every single one of them. 
we actually do a little prep work on this thing, right? We we put some show notes together and share them a little bit and glance yeah. over them and make a few notes. And So, uh, New City Catechism has got us to question 38, which is a simple question. What is prayer? Trevor, how would you f- define prayer? Uh, I would believe it's our way of communicating with God. Okay. Um, and being a teacher, uh, is there anything they could really do to ban prayer in school? Because I would imagine before every exam, somebody's saying a prayer. I think it's like a community type prayer where everybody's saying <laughs> something out loud that they could ban, but okay. I mean, you're not going to be able to tell somebody they can't talk to themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Uh, New City Catechism defines it this way, and, and I thought it was interesting. Prayer is pouring out our hearts to God in praise, petition, confession of sin, and thanksgiving. Um, the pouring out our hearts to God, I, I thought that was, you don't hear it talked about that much. Usually it's, it's like you said, it's a conversation with God. It's talking to God, right? right. Um. This is more, sounds more intentional, more uh, earnest, if we will. And it has several pieces to it. Praise, petition, confession of sin, and thanksgiving. Um, and Psalm 62, 8 is the verse they give. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Mm-hmm. So as we as we look at it, it's 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 four pieces. We can praise him in prayer. We can tell him how good he is, how great he is. Yep. Um, we can ask him for things and petition. We can uh, tell him about the sin that we've committed, confession, and we can thank him for whatever it is we want to thank him for. Whether that's right. how great he is, that he listens to our questions and and petitions. That we can confess our sins to him and that he forgives us that would be a great list right there. I think um, there'd be a lot of things to be thankful for. Yes. Um, you could probably spend all night, <laughs> if you're a prayer at night, you know, <laughs> spend yeah. all night yeah. thanking him. Absolutely. You, you try to write it all down and you would run out of ink, uh, I would yeah, think. That's right. Um, yeah. But you did, have a, you did have a question on here. You want to you sure. pose that? Throw it at me. Uh, so my question is, uh, does it require a certain pose? I mean, when you pray, do you have to fold your hands? Do you have to close your eyes? Is there a certain you know criteria to meet before you could pray to God? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I think in our culture, as we teach our kids to pray, we as a I want. I don't want to. I don't know where this came from, right? But close your eyes, clasp your hands, um, and pray in that posture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it probably um, helps us as parents teach our kids to stay undistracted, if that makes sense. So, right. there, but there's nothing in the Bible that says you have to close your eyes to pray, or or okay. or, or put your hands together, or anything like that. Um. However, there are some mentions in the Bible about uh, about certain postures when when praying, 
And usually, uh, what I found, there's 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 all kinds of good postures, right? When, um, you know, people falling prostrate before the Lord to pray, uh, but it's not it's not a command. Um, however, the the only time Jesus mentions any any kind of posture, it's it's like this. It's so in Luke chapter eighteen, um, he tells a parable. Uh, it starts in verse nine. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with with contempt. So he's making a point here. Uh, It says, Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. I'll give a little background here. Pharisee, of course, is like a religious leader for the Jews. And a tax collector is uh, not looked up to at all in Jewish culture. He is he is a Jewish citizen who is working for the Roman government at this time, collecting taxes and probably extorting extra money from his fellow citizens. Okay? He's not well liked. He's not well liked. <laughs> uh, the Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give tithes of all that I get, but the tax collector standing off would not even lift his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus says, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. So Jesus makes a point here that um, there 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 is a proper posture when praying and it's humility right. it's humility and that kind of leads into the next question which is 39 which with with <laughs> what attitude should we pray with what attitude yes yes very good um, good segue trevor you're getting, you like that? You're I getting see. good at this podcasting thing. <laughs> I should. I mean, it's only been close to two years. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, so that is question 39. With what attitude should we pray? And it says, with love, perseverance, and gratefulness, in humble submission to God's will, knowing that for the sake of Christ, he always hears our prayers. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made, be made known to God. So uh, so our attitude is exactly what we're talking about here. Um, we pray with love, meaning we want what's best for others. With perseverance, meaning that we don't give up on a prayer. We don't just pray for something one time and just drop it. Well, I've prayed for that already. God's going to do what God's going to do. No, we're supposed to persevere in prayer. And with gratefulness, so we're supposed to be thankful that we can come in prayer and grateful for when God answers prayer. And he always answers prayer, right? Whether he says, yes, I'll let you have that, or no, I won't let you have that, or I'm going to say, wait. Um, and we put ourselves in humble submission to God's will. So um, we 
we always pray knowing that God's will is best. And we're our number one goal in prayer is that our will gets aligned with his. Okay? Because when our will lines up with God, we always get our prayer answered as in right. the affirmative, right? And uh, and he always hears our prayers. Um, Doesn't mean he always answers them. Not, well, I think he always answers them. Sometimes he the says way. no. You know, correct. Yeah. Yeah. I should have said he doesn't answer them the way we always want. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's the alignment thing, right? That's where we're always trying to, to align our wills with God so that it helps us pray better. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, it helps us, uh, to have more confidence in our prayer. If our will is aligned with his, um, and it, it, I mean, if we're if we're in God's will, we're praying for God's will. That's the best place to be. Right. So would it be safe to say that if in our prayer we're praying for in God's will, whatever you know, take place, that's humbling yourself. So basically, you're kind of ditching your own will and taking on God's will and saying, mm -hmm. whatever happens, this is what you have planned for me. And I'll be all right with it. Right. And we have to be careful of that, I think. We don't want to use it as a cop-out, right? We don't, want to, we don't want to have a prayer um, and say, not my will but yours be done, and stop praying because it didn't happen the first time we prayed, right? That's the perseverance part. If there's something that we, we really believe would be God's will, we should hang on and keep praying and keep praying and keep praying for that thing, whatever that is, and um, and not give up on it until one of two things happens. Number one, God answers that prayer as we've asked, or he changes our perspective to see his will more clearly, in which case we may or may not stop praying that, but we might adjust our prayer to match more to match more readily with God's will. If that makes sense. Makes makes a lot of sense. And you had another question on here about I don't this. know why I was just kind of joking <laughs> on that one. But it's a great question. <laughs> Cuz this is what I do every time I get on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying based on your question is so we shouldn't be we shouldn't be praying on a plane before takeoff if it says don't be anxious about anything. Correct. <laughs> okay. So, it's a great. So it goes with the anxious part. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But then it says in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be, named, be known to God. So I think what he's saying is, uh, and this is a really good question, actually. I think what, what, what uh, Paul is saying here in Philippians is that um, make every request known to God, even that you're anxious so that God's peace will come and you don't have mm -hmm. to be anxious. This is yeah. this is how to keep, so, keep your anxiousness down. Yeah, and so I I always pray when I get on the plane. I pray I pray for the pilot, you know. <laughs> and then you know when we land, I also pray again, and you know I give thanks for uh, letting everything go the right way. That's awesome. Smoothly. That's awesome. You know. I, I, uh, 
I don't fly that often anymore, but, and I, I think, you know, maybe in the future I'll be flying some more commercially, but, um, I've always enjoyed it. I've always enjoyed every part. Well, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. My earliest memories of my dad, he, he was a private pilot. He had his, he had his pilot's license. And the earliest memories I have of him are me and him in an airplane together. So, you know, I kind of grew up in a plane. Right. Um, and the, the smaller the plane, the better I like it. <laughs> it's incredible. I love those little, those little commuter planes, the bubbles with wings. I yeah. love those things. You won't catch me on one of those. Ah, come on, man. We had a, I worked for a company one time that, we had an office in Greenville, South Carolina, and in Greensboro. No. Is that right? Greensboro, North Carolina? Yeah, Greensboro, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was about a three-hour drive one way. And I had to go up there once or twice a month. And they, for a while, used this air taxi service. And it was it was one of those little, little private bubble with wings that would seat four people, including the pilot. Yeah, and I loved every minute of it. It was just so cool. See, in Florida, we called those puddle jumpers because <laughs> well, you got I the mean, little islands out there that you could jump over the little yeah. puddles, of, which is yeah. the water. Yeah. I love, oh, okay, we're we're way off topic here, but hey, <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, whatever makes you pray, man. If you need to get on an airplane, right. to need to pray, get on an airplane. Uh, so uh, question forty is what should we pray? So, um, uh, question 40, what should we pray? Uh, the answer from the New City Catechism, the whole word of God directs and inspires us in what we should pray, including the prayer Jesus taught, Jesus himself taught us. And um, in Ephesians, 4, or Ephesians 3, 14 through 21 says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, and according to the riches of his glory, that he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. A little prayer there in itself. Uh, th- those are the things that we should pray. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I think it's, it's interesting that it says the whole word of God directs and inspires us in what we should pray. Uh, and then it mentions the the prayer that Jesus taught himself, which is actually the next question. We'll get into that in a second. But um, have you ever heard about heard other people talking about praying scripture? No. Um, so, for instance, if you take a scripture like Ephesians three fourteen through twenty one, um, I could pray for you, Trevor, that. Um, that um, God may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. That's a direct quote from Scripture. So we know it's God's will, 
And I can pray that for you, knowing that God wants that for you. Right. So that's that's an example of praying scripture. And that's why he's talking about the whole word of God. Direction inspires us in what we should pray. So as we see examples like this of Paul's prayer in the Ephesians for those people and for us, then we can do the same. We can use his words as scripture and as a prayer. So that's yeah. what that means. Any questions about that? No, I didn't have any questions with that one. Okay. All right. That makes sense. You kind of gave me some good insight to that. Cool. And then question 41 is, what is the Lord's Prayer? And that's mentioned, including the prayer uh, for question 40, uh, that tag on the end, including the prayer Jesus taught, Jesus himself taught us. And then he asked question 41, what is the Lord's Prayer? And the Lord's Prayer is, according to the New City Catechism, taken directly from Matthew 6, 9 and following. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive our debts as we have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil so that is the lord's prayer uh if you haven't heard that before uh you're you don't live in the bible belt or you're under a rock i think correct um i'm used to a little bit of a different translation just different mm -hmm. usage of words in there but pretty much all the same yep and I think um, there's a there's an ending to this prayer that I'm not sure where it comes from, but you know, for thine is the power and the glory forever and ever. I'm Amen, kind of thing. Um, yep. I'm not sure if that's a different if a different uh, um, account of this prayer or or where that comes from. Uh, I should have looked that up. But um, so here we have this uh, this framework. Where did this uh, why why this framework why why did this come about trevor do you know why i think it covers everything that we talked about earlier as far as um you know what is prayer pouring out of our hearts and praise petition confession thanksgiving yeah i think that it kind of covers everything it does and it's it's a you know this this comes from matthew matthew 6 and he's he's um if you if you look at the if if you look at a few verses before it, um, this the prayer actually starts in verse nine. But if you go back to verse five, Jesus is teaching, and he says, "When you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues, like the Pharisee that we saw earlier, right? But right. they love to to stand and pray in the synagogues at the street corners, and they and be seen by others." Mm-hmm. Um. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Isn't that interesting? There is a reward for praying in front of the front of others so that you can be seen, and that's your yeah. reward. That's it. Yep. <laughs> that's all you're gonna get. Okay. <laughs> um, but when you pray, he says rather, go in your room and shut your door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So there is a reward to prayer. Um, and when you pray, do not 
heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they'll be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So pray like this. So He's giving us a template. It's not pray these words. He's saying, when you pray, here's, here's how you can pray. And it right. starts off with exactly what uh, the New City Catechism started with, right? Uh, in question 38. Pouring out our heart to God in praise. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. All right? Your yeah. kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, our petition here. And forgive us our debts as we forgive those who have forgiven our debtors. There's our confession of sin. Confession. Yep. yep. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. All right. Um, that's all that confession of sin part right there. Um, and we thank him for all of that, right? Um, that's not included in the, in the template, but, um, he does continue and says, for if you forgive others, their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Interesting statement there. Um, so we can be thankful that he forgives us. Um, but we must forgive or we're not forgiven. Um, a lot of people leave that piece out. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big piece right <laughs> there. A big piece, an important piece. So, yes. uh, uh, so, uh, did you, uh, you had a question about that one. I had, I had a, a couple of questions. Yep. Um, the first one was, do all churches, you know, that are Christian churches, do all churches do the Lord's prayer? Um, you know, you have your Pentecostal, your Methodist, your Baptist. Yeah. I, th- I think they all recognize it. Absolutely. They, I think they do. Um, I think I'm trying to think where we were. I think it was our Christmas Eve service that we had a few weeks ago where we actually recited the Lord's prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think of other places I've heard churches recited. I know I've heard many, um, but it's not something that's as prevalent anymore. Um, and I, th- mm-hmm. and I think we've, we've probably lost something with that, but again, it's not a, it's not a pray this, it's pray like this. Right. So while it's good to recite and good to know, um, I think we can always keep that. It's a, like a framework, right? Mm-hmm. Here, here are the, here are the pieces of prayer that you need to, to, uh, to have. And it's not to say that you've got to do all of these in, in one prayer or your prayer is invalid. Um, but these are the things that you need to do in prayer on a daily basis. Yeah. So like you said, we've kind of gotten away from it. I feel like every time I go back home and, you know, growing up in a Methodist church, it seemed like every Saturday or every Sunday we were always doing the Lord's prayer at some Mm -hmm. point. Yep. And so, um, I think they still do it there. I'll have to ask my parents if they still do it. Yep. There's, How often do they do that? Um, yeah, and and some some traditions like like the Methodists, I think, uh, do those things. Um, and, and there's great there's there's a lot of good in it, and I can see some drawbacks to it as well. There's there's a lot of there's always good in repetition, right, to help us remember and to take with us in our minds and hearts what 
what that formula is, right? Um, the other side of it is I can see that it, you know, all the repetition, it gets, you know, there, there may come a point where you say, oh, we got to do this again, you know. And <laughs> I did we, it as a kid. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> now I, now I, I look back and I, I enjoy it. I like the way it sounds with everybody kind of at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And that's another, that's another positive, right? We, we can all pray that together and it not sound like bees buzzing. Right. Right. Um, so it, it does put us all in one mind, one, one process of thought, uh, which is good as, as a congregational thing. But again, it's, it wasn't, you know, he just, he just said, uh, he, he, when you pray, go to your closet, go to your room, close the door and pray. Mm -hmm. He's not, he's not advocating this as something to do in a, in a worship service. Um, and again, I'm not saying it's wrong to do that. I think it's really good to do it. Um, but this is really a formula for you in your prayer life. When you're, when you get stuck, you're not really sure how to pray, what to pray. It's a great thing to go back to, to help you put words into action and, and put the prayer together when, when you're struggling to even know what to say to God. So I think that's, cool. I think that's the main, yeah. main thrust of it. So anyway, so keep saying it when you go back home to your Methodist church. Yeah. yeah. Don't roll your eyes. <laughs> what else, Trevor? Holy roller. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Anything else we need to bring out about prayer? Do it. Yes, do it. It's, okay. uh, it's not. Right. He didn't say if you pray, it says when you pray. Yeah. He's expecting it. Um, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. And don't and and don't pray to try to gain attention. Don't pray to try to gain material objects. Um, that's not the point. Yeah. It's and we've said it numerous times, you know, God's not a genie in a bottle, he doesn't grant wishes. That's exactly right. So Yeah. He's not a he's not a uh he's not a vending machine. If you put in the right stuff, you get out what you want. No. Uh, it's not that, not right. how that works. Uh, yeah, prayer is mainly the conf the conforming of your will to His. It's one of those. It's that. It's that same. Uh, I keep going back to the scripture. It feels like, but Romans twenty eight, Romans eight twenty eight through thirty, where He talks about all things work together for good for those who love Him and are called according to to his purpose but that good is being conformed to the image of christ mm -hmm. if you read that entire scripture that's really his point it's not that everything that happens to you turns out for you to get a ferrari it's even better than that in that you yeah. you become more like christ so that's the point of prayer all right i think we've you nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening today. We uh, we appreciate it. And uh, let others know about this podcast so they can listen to. Send your questions in. Ask at all7days.com, 864-660-9473, voicemail or text. Join the All 7 Days Hangout on Facebook. Let others know about the podcast. I've already said that, but I'll say it again. Let others know about the podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. 
and support us, all7days.com slash shop or anchor.fm slash all7days. This is the All 7 Days Podcast, where the goal is to make you think so highly of God that you forget about yourself. Now go give someone to buy you most today.